the Titans, the Mount Rushmore players we all know the names of. Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Aaron Rodgers. Then there are the Giants hoping to join this group. Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson. Nonetheless, you can't forget about these new guys hoping to dethrone everything those that came before them created and blaze their own trail into NFL history. Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Mac Jones. Men that won't let you forget who they are. And if you do, they'll be more than happy to remind you. This is the show where we'll talk about all those legacies and so much more. We'll follow these storylines from the beginning of the season all the way to the climax of the Super Bowl. We'll see Giants fall and watch new men who you never expected to take over stand tall. Through adversity and victory, the NFL has it all. We will cover every minute of it here. No buts about it. Hello, everyone. Welcome to No Butts About It, the show where we talk football. I am your host, Josh Butts, hence the name No Butts About It. Uh, Chuss is usually here, but he's not here today. This is a extra special late episode, and Chuss is at work. I had a final today, and Chuss had to go to work, so we had to record later. But on the bright side, if you are on the Pacific side of the United States... This is the time that we normally record for uh, east the eastern side. So maybe you uh, feel a bit special that we're accommodating you tonight. Um, thank you, everyone. Who, and I mean this, I, w- I want this to be very serious, very literal. This is very genuine. Thank you to everyone who shared, who did, who listened to the the podcast especially the episode with andrew gillis that episode just took off it's being shared on twitter by people it's being passed around um the Bengals fan base i've noticed and it's it's been huge uh as a perspective and we not to say we do this for the numbers me and chuss both we don't really check the numbers too often but it does help to know when people are listening whether we need to change something whatever um that episode had about 500 percent more listeners than the average episode last i checked um also the all-time downloads on that episode were 200 last i checked on saturday and the other thing was my goal for this, when I started this podcast in Mar- like May, uh, total downloads I wanted was something like 500 by the end of the year. That was my goal. Well, you guys were awesome. You got past 500 quick, easy, no problem. And then I was like, okay, 1,000. That's probably not going to happen. That's going to be hard to push. Well... You guys blew past a thousand downloads. It's now like thirteen hundred, I think. Last I checked, um, total downloads for the podcast. So genuinely, I I thank you guys. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing whatever you're doing. I know that there are mil- probably millions of other podcasts out there that you could be listening to with a lot more money, with a lot more effects, with probably honestly uh more famous guests i mean i i know that there are podcasts i like listening to that have huge guests but 
me and Chuss have a dream. We believe in this. We believe that we can use sports to help unite people, to help people be kind to each other in a world that doesn't promote that as much. And you guys showed up and showed out with the Andrew Gillis episode. Um, and Chuss and I are going to keep pushing. We're going to keep churning because we do believe in this and we hope you do too. That being said, let's talk football. Yesterday was interesting. The uh, First of all, first of all, the Cincinnati Bengals, for the first time in Joe Burrow's tenure as a starter, have beat the Cleveland Browns. So, Mr. Uh, Joe Burrow, congratulations. We're happy for you. I'm very happy for you. Uh, Ravens, um, they beat the Steelers. Steelers weren't able to get it done. And I asked Chuss before the show started, I asked him last night after that game, to send me his statement regarding the game and what he thought. Uh, We were also texting a lot last night with a new idea that I'll talk about at the end of the show. Um, Anyway, he basically said that he's okay with... Oh, he said... We should be leading this game, but Trubisky stinks. Steelers fans that hated on Pickett are in shambles right now. And that's uh, probably true because Kenny Pickett did not play great. The Ravens ended up playing with their third-string quarterback, Mr. I believe his name is Anthony Brown, and the Steelers still weren't able to beat the Ravens. Um, it was a close game, but still, that's kind of a situation where, yes, your starter went down, but Mitch was a starter in the NFL at one point uh, for the Chicago Bears, and he was supposed to be the starter at the beginning of the year. So, like Chuss said, Mitch coming in yesterday and not being able to beat the Ravens' third-string quarterback kind of shows that he's not going to be the guy for them. Not a huge game. Bengals fans were hoping that the Steelers would win it because that would have given the Bengals sole uh, leadership of the North. Right now they're still tied. But a quarterback that uh, not a lot of people were expecting to do super well, and this was a big game, most talked about game, we talked about it a little bit on Friday, was uh, the 49ers against the Buccaneers. And I think I took the 49ers. In this game. And I said Brock Purdy's going to get it done. And you know what? Brock Purdy got it done. Brock Purdy got it done better than what I expected him to get it done. Brock Purdy. He, I thought he was going to shut out Tom Brady. The GOAT. Tom Brady had been playing 23 seasons. Brock Purdy is 22 years old. He's a year older than me. He has been in the league for a few months um, he's what they call Mr. Irrelevant. Mr. Irrelevant is whoever the last guy picked in the draft is. So obviously that whatever team that was still gets to pick this year. It was the 49ers. They picked their guy. They picked Brock Purdy, who I believe went to Iowa state and he came out balling like, and, and granted the 49ers have phenomenal weapons, uh, Christian McCaffrey's there. They got Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle, all these guys. Uh, Debo Samuel did go down about halfway through the game, but he he was there. He had a touchdown, I believe. But I mean, Brock Purdy didn't play 
a phenomenal game. He didn't play like, holy cow, this dude is insane. Um, he only had 185 yards, but he had a 76.2% completion uh, percentage. And he had two touchdowns, no interceptions, and he had a 134-point passer rating against a pretty good Buccaneers defense. It's not like he was playing, like, the Chicago Bears or some team that, like, wow, you beat them. No. Brock Purdy, he seems like he could be a formidable quarterback for them if uh, Jimmy G isn't able to make the playoff run. Now, the San Francisco 49ers, they still have a long track ahead of them. They have the team to do it, though, in my opinion, especially if Debo's able to come back early, um, earlier than expected. But Jimmy G and the 49ers were able to get it done. I think that we've got maybe a chance to see a playoff run from Brock Purdy, especially in an NFC that's just not that great. Um, we're talking about the fact that the Lions still have a chance to make the playoffs. Uh, 49ers team is much better than the Lions. Like I said, they've got all this talent. They've got a phenomenal coach in Kyle Shanahan. They have a defensive coordinator that uh, probably will become a head coach next season in DeMarco Ryan. Uh, 49ers, they've got to play the Seahawks. That's, that's going to be a difficult game for them. Geno Smith has been balling. It's a divisional game. But I think the 49ers, with this team, how they've shown in this defense, can win it. Got to play the Commanders. Um, I think the 49ers should walk away with that on Christmas Eve. uh, And they're going to be very happy with their present. And the Commanders are going to end up with a lump of coal. 49ers play the Raiders on New Year's Day. Again, I don't see why the uh, 49ers would win that game or would lose that game with Brock Purdy starting. And then they finish out the regular season against the Cardinals, who I, I just, I mean, they're going to win two of these four games for sure. And I don't see them losing out. I don't see them losing three games. Uh, they're going to end up two and I'm going to say 11 and six is the lowest that they will go. They've pretty much got this division on lock because the Cardinals are four and eight. Rams four and nine, Seahawks seven and six. Not not a super uh, great showing for the NFC West. 49ers, though, with Brock Purdy, I think, can lock it down and potentially make a playoff run in the NFC. Moving on, uh, Carolina just kind of popped up out of nowhere and decided that they were going to beat the Seahawks. Uh, Sam Darnold played really well, especially considering DJ Moore is like his only receiver. Um yeah, the Chuba Hubbard kind of did well. Geno Smith was struggling yesterday, making some questionable decisions. I believe that was his first game in eight years that he's turned over the ball twice, which granted he was a backup for a lot of those years, but still, that being the first game that he's turned over the ball twice, that's a big deal, especially against the Panthers' defense that has struggled. Broncos put up a lot of points on the Chiefs, which is surprising because the Broncos average – 13 or were averaging 13.8 points per game which to give you a perspective of that they pointed this out during the broadcast yesterday the Cleveland Browns the year they went 0 and 16 had more points per game than that so yes record wise the Broncos have had more success but as far as actually like putting points on the board they've not done well at all which is sad um, Lions, the Lions are a huge team. I, 
I'm kind of rooting for them to win this now. They, I don't think they'll win the division. I, I don't think they can. Um, well, they can mathematically, but I don't think re- realistically they can. Um, they could make the playoffs, though. They could knock either the Giants or the Commanders out of the playoffs. They're, they're behind the Seahawks, but not by much as far as wild card goes. Seahawks are 7-6, and six, and the Lions are 6-7. and seven. Detroit Lions' schedule is the Jets, which I, I don't know who their, the Jets' quarterback is going to be this week. There's Mike White that they're playing, but Mike White, Mike White got folded like a lawn chair yesterday. He got hit so hard. He kept coming back in. Dude toughed it out. Dude, oh my gosh. I thought he was I thought he was out for sure when that first guy hit him. There were a lot of tough players yesterday. Trey Hendrickson with the Bengals. He played through a broken wrist. Mike White thought he broke his ribs but kept coming back in. He even went to the hospital after the game. Um, that's insane. So I don't know if they're going to start Mike White. If they Zach Wilson's still available. Um, depends how long Robert Sala wants to punish him. And then Joe Flacco, of course, is still there. So, Lions, that game's kind of a toss-up. But they've got the Panthers. I think if the Lions keep playing the way they have been, they should be able to beat the Panthers. Got the Bears. They should definitely be able to beat the Bears, in my opinion. And then the Packers, which, eh, like, it depends what version of that team shows up. The Packers aren't a playoff team this year. There's, There's... some teams that you get so associated with, wow, like that's they're always good. They're always going to be good, but that's just not the way the team is right now. They're very close to being mathematically eliminated from the playoffs, which granted they are only like a few a game a game behind the Lions, but it's, it's the record doesn't tell the whole story. The record just tells you how many games you've won and lost, really, but it doesn't tell you how close those games really were, how hard fought it was. Like, if you look at the Broncos Chiefs game yesterday, you'd look at the score and you'd be like, wow, that was a really close game. The Broncos must have played really well. But if you go and look at the tape, you'd be like, wow, the Broncos played how the Broncos usually play, and the Chiefs defense just allowed a ton of points for some reason. And uh, Patrick Mahomes balled out. It was not a close game at all. Chiefs defense let up a ton of points to a Broncos offense that is bad. The numbers in the stat box do not tell you everything. That's why I try to watch these games as close as I can. Obviously, I can't watch every second of every game, but I try to get a little bit of what um, from each game, and that way I can talk about them if I need to. And I just think the Lions are playing way better than what the Packers are right now. We've got Amon Ra St. Brown. We've got DeAndre Swift. Um, they got, I get them mixed up, Jamal Williams and Jamison Williams. I think it's Jamison Williams who's the rookie this year for the Lions who's been playing really well. That, I'm going to have to fact check that later. I'm going to need to figure out a way to remember them. Uh, I don't have anyone in my ear to tell me what if I'm right or not. But I just think MCDC, Motor City Dan Campbell, he's, he's going to kill it. Um, He's a great head coach. I love the culture he's creating. Aiden Hutchinson on defense. Jeff Kuda on defense. Lions still have a horrible defense, but they're building. They're building up. This is what we're saying. I said six wins. We're at six wins with still four games left to play. Let's see what the Lions can do. 
Let's see if they can become get into the playoffs. Getting into the playoffs is a good first step for them. They're not going to go far, I don't think, unless there's some miracle team like the Bengals were last year. But we'll see. We'll see, okay? Uh, Sunday Night Football last night. Um, so Justin Herbert played phenomenal, and the Chargers ended up winning that game. However... The Dolphins' offense was just off. I don't know what Brandon Staley drew up for defense against Tua and Tyreek and Jalen, which Tyreek played phenomenally, don't get me wrong. But whatever Brandon Staley had for defense, if he's the defensive coordinator, I don't know who the defensive coordinator is. Whoever the defensive coordinator and calls the defensive plays for the L.A. Chargers, whatever he drew up to kind of box in the Dolphins was phenomenal last night. He did great. And I think that teams around the league, specifically in the AFC East, are going to be looking and saying, okay, how do we do that? How do we replicate that? Because the Dolphins were kind of becoming that team that uh, was unstoppable. They had the Penguin and the Cheetah, two of the fastest guys in all of the NFL, running back and forth. They had a very fast team, very creative play caller in Mike McDaniel, who I love. Like, I love Zach Taylor, the head coach of the Bengals. But Mike McDaniel is just so great. He's so funny. There's entire YouTube compilations of him just talking and, like, the way he acts. And he's so real and he's so natural um, with how he is on the sideline. He's not a faker. And I love that about him. So, uh, Mike McDaniel, you have my love as a coach. Weren't able to pull out the dub last night, though, against the Chargers. So... You uh, kind of fell a little bit further behind the Buffalo Bills. That's okay. That's okay. You guys are still probably locked into the playoffs. Let's be honest here. Anyway, uh, that's really all I wanted to talk about. So Monday Night Football tonight, the New England Patriots with Mac Jones, not Bailey Zappi, take on the Arizona Cardinals, who we just talked about. We just said, like, the Arizona Cardinals are not good. They are not a team that anyone should be fearing, in my opinion. Even with Kyler Murray back, they just kind of suck right now. And I don't know why. I don't know why. I don't know why. Really, I don't know why. They shouldn't be that bad. DeAndre Hopkins is a beast. Uh, Rondale Moore is pretty decent. Um, Robbie Anderson is okay. They like they, they have weapons. It's James Conner's good. It's not like they have a bad team. It's just they're not getting it together. And I don't know if it's Cliff Kingsbury. I don't know if it's Kyler Murray. I don't know if it's a little bit of both. But the fact is the Cardinals have not been good this year. As much as I hate to say it, I've got to give this win to the Patriots. They're going to end up tying with the New York Jets for third in the division. And the Cardinals will fall out of um, play. They've got to be close to being eliminated from the playoffs. They, they'll, well, they're going to fall to 4-9 and nine, um, and be tied for third in the NFC West with the L.A. Rams, who have a new quarterback in Baker Mayfield. Uh but I don't see where the New England Patriots lose this game. Uh, it's <sighs> Romanador Stevenson's been killing it. Mac Jones has been Mac Jones. I, I, this isn't a. I'm I'm taking Patriots. Patriots all the way. Maybe Chuss has a different outlook that he would disagree with me. But he's not here. So, um, yeah, Patriots. That's who our show is endorsing. Okay. So the next thing that I wanted to talk about was an idea we had last night, me and Chuss. Um, we're talking, we're thinking of things on the sh- to do on the show that would help with fan engagement. 
And here's what we came up with. We have uh, Pro Bowl voting coming up, and you should be going and voting for the people you think should be in the Pro Bowl because there's a lot of guys who are kind of uh, forgotten about. They're not the big names, but they've been balling out. I'm going to shout out Drew Tranquil as one of those guys. And we, we're going to do – we're going to each pick three guys because there's – for most of the positions, you can vote for up to six players. So we are going to pick three guys each, and we're just going to draft. We're just going to draft back and forth. We're going to form our Pro Bowl team, and we're going to let you guys decide who has the better Pro Bowl team. And – I'm going to win, and I am going to have the better team, and we're going to see how these guys do in the actual Pro Bowl games. And when I inevitably win, I will be celebrating on the show, and Chuss will just have to eat it because I'm going to draft the better Pro Bowl team. But that is something that you have to look forward to that we are trying to do, and just further proof, we are constantly trying to improve the show. So uh, that's – oh, 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 oh. Yes, that is going on, and I was about to end the show, but I forgot something. I forgot a huge story. I can't believe I forgot about that. T.Y. Hilton. He was an Indianapolis Colt for a long time. T.Y. Hilton was the dude, and everyone loved him. He played with Andrew Luck, and he was a phenomenal uh, wide receiver. Hall of Fame level, a lot of people considered him. Don't know if they still do. I'd have to look at his stats. I haven't looked at them in a while. But T.Y. Hilton was not re-signed by the Indianapolis Colts this year. He's a free, He was a free agent all through this season. And he signed with the Dallas Cowboys today. And so what does that mean? Why is that big? Well, first of all, T.Y. Hilton's a big player. He's a great veteran presence in the locker room. And the Dallas Cowboys are lucky to have him. And he might and probably will help them make a playoff run. Why else is that big? Well, because Odell Beckham Jr. had two teams in mind that he was looking at, signing with, and he's kind of been really weird about like saying who he thinks he's going to sign with. Well, the two teams were the Dallas Cowboys and the New York Giants. This signing has caused a lot of people to say, hmm, wow, I wonder why they're doing that. They're signing a guy who plays the exact same position as Odell and is also a veteran and is also pretty decent at playing football but his name's not Odell his name's T.Y. Hilton so does this mean that the deal kind of fell through with the Cowboys and Odell Beckham Jr. does this mean he's going to the New York Giants is he going back home he did talk about he he said like hey New York is my home it is I'd consider it a good place to raise a family that type of stuff maybe and I think New York fans would welcome him back with open arms. I don't think there's any hatred there. I, I don't think any fans would be booing him. Um, when he made his infamous catch, he was in a New York Giants uniform. And with them kind of uh, getting close to making a playoff run, first-year head coach Brian Dable, maybe that uh, veteran presence in the locker room and maybe uh, getting that opportunity to make a playoff run on a fairly young team and a team that is lacking wide receivers. Well, we'll see. They they also did the Dallas Cowboys did say that they were concerned about his injury, so I don't know where he is in that recovery process, but we'll have to see. All I'm saying is Dallas in my opinion's off the list. I would be expecting 
Odell to sign with the New York Giants if he's going to sign with anyone at this point. Or he might just throw a curveball at us. Don't know. But uh, that's going to be all for today's show. The uh, This episode lacking chuss um, is all me, Josh Butts. I'm your host. This has been No Butts About It. And like I said at the beginning of the show, I appreciate every single one of you who like, share, and follow. And I hope that you uh, continue to do that because it helps us grow. It helps us continue to spread our message throughout, uh, just mildly throughout the beginning of every show. And uh, that's going to be it. My Instagram is nobuts underscore show. Twitter is josh underscore butts underscore 2001. My email is bullmoosepodcast2 at gmail.com. I hope everyone has a great day and go and do something nice for somebody else.